What's up, my friend? Welcome back to another episode of the Launch Into Freedom podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. I really appreciate it. This is already episode 40. We're taking huge steps towards the 50. And this is the show for health and wellness coaches who want to create attention for their business and lasting freedom in the process. I'm your host, Michael Hoffman. And again, I really appreciate you spending time with me because it has been a while since we had an expert guest on the podcast. As you might have noticed, I have been pretty quiet on social media and also on the podcast here. We had a couple solo episodes, a couple pre-recorded episodes. And if you listen to those episodes, towards the end, I talked about a lot about the summer slump that we all enter throughout the months of July, August, even into September. And honestly, it hit me hard. It's not just that I talk about your clients and your potential leads and prospects um, hit a summer slump and so does your business, but it also hit me personally. So my energy was really low and my motivation and inspiration and also the creativity that it needs to really provide value for the podcast on social media, on YouTube. It was almost non-existent. So I was aware enough that I needed to change something, right? Like I couldn't just like drag on throughout the summer months because I knew that once September and October rolls around, things get back to normal and things pick up speed. You know that Thanksgiving is coming up, Christmas is coming up, and then already we have the new year, which is basically the most busiest time for you as a health and wellness expert and also for me as a marketer because a lot of people have good intentions, have plans for the new year. They want to launch something right at the beginning of the year. So I knew I needed to pick myself up and change something. Like you can't just drag yourself, drag your feet throughout the summer months and not do anything. And I was getting caught in the routine and the day-to-day work. You know, I still work a full-time job, so every day looked pretty much the same. But I knew I needed to change something. And I really focused the last few weeks more on getting outside with the dog more often and actually really enjoying that time and being present while I'm out there and not just look at it as a necessary need um, for the dog and maybe for me. And then also another thing that I noticed that I knew was helpful for you as a business owner, for you as an entrepreneur, for you as a human being in general, but I never did it, was to really focus on how much water you drink. This sounds so simple, but I really realized that I didn't drink enough water at all. So I maybe drank one or two liters a day. And you have to know, I'm a six foot eight guy, so I need to drink way more water. And I did that the last few weeks, and I actually feel much, much better, much more motivated, much more energized. You know, like sometimes when you come back from your lunch break, And you hit that 2 p.m., 3 p.m. slump, that afternoon, yeah, low where you kind of want to have a nap and you just want to, yeah, lay down and not do anything. I don't have that anymore since I started drinking at least four liters of water a day. So that's just my little health advice for you health and wellness experts out there. I know you probably know much more about this topic than I do, but I just wanted to let you guys know that even if you find yourself in that summer slump, in that drag, that nothing seemed to move forward, everything is like on hold and you're just in maintenance mode, you can actually pull yourself out of that hole. And for me, honestly, I'm okay with it that I'm in maintenance mode right now. 
I'm going home to Germany to visit my family in September to finally like relax and reset and also set the tone for the last quarter of 2021. Because as I said, Christmas is coming and the new year is coming. So we need to plan, we need to be ready. And that also gives me a great segue into today's episode with my expert guest, Sarah Bloxich. I've been working with Sarah for almost six months now. She is one of my founding students of the Paid Ads Launchpad, my six-week coaching program. And she is also a founding member of the Paid Ads Ascenders membership. And Sarah is the founder of Positive Happy Me. And she works with intuitive women, helping them achieve their dream of becoming a professional energy practitioner. With over 20 years of experience in the holistic health field, treating clients and running workshops and courses, Sarah actually began transitioning her business to a hybrid model of online as well as face-to-face courses when the pandemic hit back in 2020. She's passionate about leading clients and students on their healing journeys and empowering them to move forward mindfully and with purpose. And Sarah is very generous. As you will hear in the interview, we touched a lot on mindset and how energy healing and energy management can positively affect your life as an entrepreneur. And Sarah gifted her 10-minute guided meditation called The Rooted Crown to help you feel grounded and centered to you, the listeners of the Launch Into Freedom podcast. And because this is not the only gift my awesome guests left for you since we started that podcast, you remember that Coco Mendes back in episode 26, I think it was, she gave you that awesome ads copy template. And so many more people left free gifts and free bonuses for you guys that I decided I want to create something I like to call the Freedom Vault. It's almost like a closed members area that is completely free where you will find all the gifts and bonuses from the Launch Into Freedom podcast guests, again, completely for free. All you need to do is head over to launchintofreedom.co forward slash vault. That's launchintofreedom.co forward slash vault. And just grab your free gifts. Why not? All right, without further ado, let's roll the theme song and then dive right into the interview with Sarah Bloxage. You sometimes wonder how other experts online always almost effortlessly create six-figure launches, although you have way more knowledge, expertise, and grid, and all you hear on your launch day is crickets? In today's fast-paced society, outdated strategies like launch and day will buy don't really work anymore. Attention is the ultimate instrument of power and leverage online. More often than not, it's not the most talented or the hardest worker who stands out. It's the loudest, the one who can create the most attention, who wins the game online. We are the agents of change, who learn the proven pre-launch strategies used by the biggest companies in the world to build deep connections and create lasting freedom for ourselves and our audiences. My name is Michael Hoffman, and you're listening to Launch Into Freedom. Sarah, welcome to the Launch Into Freedom podcast. Hi, Michael. Lovely to be here. So before we get started, before we jump into all the questions about energy healing and your actually quite fascinating Facebook ads journey, what does freedom mean to you? That's a question that I ask every guest who comes on the show. Wow, that's that's a big question to start with. I was thinking about this, and to me, freedom is being able to do my own thing. 
Okay. I've never really been someone that's fitted in the box and freedom is how I work, how I interact with people. And to me, it's not necessarily about not working or being on a beach. It's just about being able to be my own boss and structure my own day and answer to myself, I guess. Awesome. I love that answer. So I already mentioned that you have quite an interesting journey when it comes to online marketing and also Facebook ads. And I'm glad and I'm yeah blessed that I was a big part of it and I could follow that along over the last eight months. But for our listeners who don't know you, you are a energy healing coach, educator, trainer. You are working with practitioners who want to implement energy healing. So how did you get into this field? Like that's that's a pretty specific area of work in the health and wellness space. Well, I, th I suppose really it goes back to 1993. And I was very young then, obviously. And I had a bit of an early midlife crisis. And then I had a road accident. And part of my recovery, I had an energy treatment. And it really made a huge difference. And it was actually a reflexology treatment with some Reiki. Didn't know what either were, but it certainly helped my healing process, the sort of how I felt about things, my mindset, as well as the physical uh, sort of symptoms. And I knew at that point that that's what I wanted to do. And so that really was, you know, the start of it. I have to say it was probably three or four years down the line before I actually got on that path. But it was a real defining moment that that treatment that I had. So what did you what did you do at that time? Like what how was the transition from like your day to day job that you had back then into the entrepreneurship side of things? Okay, so I had I had what I call a normal job. I was a team manager in a call center, high stress. And I read a book about manifesting and making things happen. So I painted this picture that I was going to train as um, an energy practitioner. And I had no concept at the time how the funds would come, how it would work out, how I would pay my mortgage. But I created this affirmation and I used to say it on my work, uh, way to work every day. And after about eight months, a series of really bizarre things that if you said this is going to happen, you just wouldn't believe it. But it all clicked into place. I had some um, money come through from compensation for my road accident. And there was a change of um, managers at work. And I managed to get myself a three-day contract with more money than I was being paid for five days because I went as a contractor. And the money came, which enabled me to go to a private college and begin my energy training. That is amazing. Like you always hear about the power of words and the power of your thoughts and that affirmations are actually really powerful. But then a lot of times you're like, yeah, it's just words. Like it, it sounds also like very silly in the beginning, I can imagine. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I used to drive in traffic as, as you do to work. And it was a 20 to sort of 40 minute journey, depending on traffic. And here's how it was at the time. Someone stole my car radio. So I had nothing in the car. So I just used to chant this mantra. And in this mantra, I was doubling the amount I earned within less than 12 months. And what's really funny is when you look back, certain changes happened and it didn't double overnight but within 10 months I was earning more than double and it just opened up that whole 
wow, you know, if you start putting positive things out there and you believe it and you follow the process, then actually you can um, visualize and manifest whatever you want. Is that also where your business name kind of stems from? Positive, happy me? It was really intentional because I think sometimes when you work energetically and you do energy treatments, you can alienate some clients because they don't see things in quite the same way, but you can still help them. So positive, happy me is most people, I, I think probably listening to this, can understand positive, they can understand happy. And me, yes, it's all about me personally, but it also sort of stands for mastering your energy and, and your emotions. So mastering your emotions, mastering your energy, and then actually you're in a really good place to be positive and happy. And when you're positive and happy and you have the right mindset, you can manifest very easily. That is that is super interesting. I, I, I love that the me is not just me as a person, but it also stands for so many other things. So right now, um, from when I started to know you as a business owner, you are coaching practitioners to implement different different ways, um, different skills into their their practice and into their treatments. Was that always the case? Did you always work basically on a B2B base or did you also work with like clients directly and helping them with their problems? No, initially it was clients. And in fact, for many years, it was clients. But what begins to happen is when you're interested in something, you do, you become a bit of a course junkie. I'm sure, sure a lot of the uh, people that listen to your podcast will tick the box for that one. And I think if you're interested in something, you just want to learn more. And I think it, it is all about developing ourselves, you know, personal development, as well as spiritual development. And I think what begins to happen is people were asking me if I could train them in Reiki initially, and if I could help them with what I was doing. So in that respect, I sort of fell into being uh, someone who taught. But I found that actually, I quite, I think I come from um, a background of teachers. My brother was a teacher, my sister's a teacher. Um, so it, maybe it's just, you know, the environment that I was brought up in, I ended up teaching it. And I think also, possibly what brings the practitioners to me is although I have this huge energetic, um, you know, manifesting talk energy and spiritual stuff until, you know, the, the cows come home. I'm also quite practical and very logical. So actually, I think that balance really helps because, you know, if we all sit and talk about energy all the time, nothing happens. And we're here now. And if we want to get out and do some work, then we have to acquire some skills. And we also have to think in that sort of structure and business uh, method. And I was super frustrated, Michael, probably in the way that you are when you see people who, who don't succeed with their ads. But I interact with lots of people who've got huge skills that can help in the um, health and wellness industry, but they don't seem to quite get out there. And some of that is actually bringing them back to, yes, you're going to work with energy, you're going to work with crystals, and you can really make a difference. But actually, you've got to come back into that male energy, if you like, and structure and think in a business way. That is that is super interesting. Like I never never thought of it this way. Um, so when it comes to to energy healing, 
there are many different aspects of it. I think there are many different disciplines. And you said yourself, you are a very practical person. You want people to implement the things you teach. So how would someone like me, an entrepreneur who is not connected with energy healing at all, I had one energy healing session, I think, in the past, which was quite fascinating, honestly. I can't believe that I'm saying this right now, but I actually spent like an hour after that, like just in a ball crying on the floor because something, something just got released in there. So how can someone like me, like an entrepreneur who's just busy implement these energy healing practices without like going out of their way and, and going to see someone? You know, I feel like sometimes it takes a little bit of convincing for someone to go to a practitioner, for example. Absolutely. And I think, you know, there's a couple of myths that I might dispel straight away. And I do not spend hours every day meditating. And I think that there is sometimes that um, perception that when you talk to people about mindfulness and meditation, that I sit cross-legged, you know, for hours every day. And for most people, that just isn't how it is. However, the one thing that I think really helps, and particularly if you're an entrepreneur, you might disagree with this, but I think entrepreneurs are very much, they have this big vision. They see something where they can make a difference. And they're very much in their head because they've got this big picture. They've perhaps seen something and a way of working and helping people that others don't. And so if we were thinking about it, you're existing very much in your head. And sometimes we can't see the wood for the trees because we're, we're up in that, you know, we've got that vision and we're, we just need to come back down. And so one of the things that I teach is trying to find our still point, okay? And when I was originally taught that back in sort of 1998, I didn't really know what she was talking about, but I've grown into it. And we all have what I would say is a still point language. And that is what works for me to be still and self-aware may not work for you. So one of the things I'm teaching practitioners and would work exactly the same way for um, entrepreneurs is finding what your language is. And by that, I mean, it may be that you just have five, 10 minutes where you walk outside because you're outside, you're away from your desk, you're somewhere in nature where you can just be mindful and be self-aware it might be that you create a mantra and you just almost zone out and you say the mantra because the mantra will have actually a vibration and it just switches something in your brain and suddenly you become clear. It might be um, a meditation or a guided journey that you listen to. For a lot of people, it's about teaching and learning a way to become self-aware. And I think perhaps with your sports background, you, you might understand this. So, and it doesn't seem very energetic when you start talking about it, but we would look at uh, maybe a five minute process where you just sit still with nothing, no screen, no phone, no nothing. You could do it in the shower. You know, you don't necessarily need to sit on cushions and light a candle, but actually just close your eyes and take the focus to the breath and just allow yourself to feel yourself breathing in and out. And then the one question I always teach to ask is where in my body do I feel tension? And what we're really doing is we're connecting the sort of the mental and the emotional with the physical, because I think sometimes we can be, become either we're, we're always thinking the emotions and the mental and the thought process, or we're always on the physical. And sometimes we need that balance. 
And so actually becoming more aware of our bodies and our connection to them can be enough to sort of bring us back into our body. And just taking those five or 10 minutes out of your busy day can just sometimes give you clarity. You know, when I look back, even when I had what I term as a normal job, the universe was sending me messages because I had two very high powered ladies that I worked for and they both did meditation. And if you think sort of in the 90s, that probably wasn't the way that, you know, that wasn't the norm. But it was that thing of sometimes step out, take five minutes and actually your thought process clears. That is that is so true. A lot of times we probably, I think, do that unconsciously. We, we don't really like just interrupt our work day. And like for me, for example, I take the dog outside for a short walk. You do it unintentionally, but um, it actually really helps to kind of reset. Yeah. And like get you in a, in a different headspace. Because I feel like when we sit in front of a computer for like eight, nine, ten hours a day, I feel like you kind of get lost in the, in the groove almost. And um, take, hitting that reset button every once in a while, I think is very powerful. Yeah. So in answer to your question, it's not necessarily about going and having an energy treatment. Sometimes the first step is just being aware of our own energies. So back to that me thing, the, the mindful of our emotions, are we expressing them and releasing them or are we holding tension in the body because of them and being mindful of how we are feeling and sort of going from there. I think that's definitely the first step. In fact, actually, what your listeners might like is I've got um, just a little process. It's about five minutes. It's called the rooted crown. And it's just a really simple visualization. And what I do with people is, is get them to try and listen to it maybe three or four times in the first week. But it's so simple that once you've got into a practice of listening to it, you can almost do the process without listening to it. The same as when you learn to drive, isn't it? You know, it's mirror signal maneuver and you're almost ticking that list off. And then there comes a point where you jump in the car and you follow that process because you've ingrained that groove in the brain. It's a similar kind of thing, but that might be helpful. I think so too. That would be, that would be amazing. And um, once it's done, I'm going to link it in the show notes below in the description so the listeners can, can access that and download it and try it for themselves and see how it will affect their day. Cool. It's that thing. If you think about a plant you have to root to rise. So the plant needs the strong roots in order to rise and reach the skies. So if you're that entrepreneur out there who's got these huge, huge dreams and you want to really expand and create something, you've got to be firmly rooted to do so. Amazing. Amazing. I, I could talk about this probably for another two hours. Like I love this topic. <laughs> like I don't read about it and like expose myself to it enough. Um, but when I do, I really thoroughly enjoy it. But I want to shift gears here like really hard. We want to go from energy healing to marketing. I know there are like some connections there, but um, this podcast is all about Facebook ads and how to get attention for your business. And I think you did a really great job in the last 12 months to generate a lot of attention and not just like any good attention from people to your online offers. So can you tell me a little bit about what happened in the last 12 months with your business in general? And we're going to go to the Facebook ads parts later, but like just in general, like how did you how did your business shift in the last 12 months? 
And that was COVID. Okay, so COVID, you just had to change. And sometimes, you know, I would say that the universe sends us something to make us think in a different direction. So I decided to um, start training practitioners online. And all the stuff that I'd been teaching, I formulated into a course and got them accredited. And then you run into that thing, you know, Michael, that it doesn't matter how good you are and how brilliant your course is, if you're not exposing yourself to people, you're just not going to get anywhere. So how do we do that? Well, you know, posters and, and flyers weren't an option. Facebook ads was the way to go. But I have to say, I was really scared because you read all these things about Facebook ads and how difficult they are and yada, yada, yada. And it's just, okay, sometimes you just got to be brave. So I had, before I ran into you, I had done um, one advert and I never changed it because once it was running, it was just like, I don't want to touch it. And then you see, I did my manifesting again, because I always kind of put out there as I need someone who I'm going to be able to work with, will understand me, um, you know, the kind of people that I work with and the fact that I don't want to know the ins and outs of an advert and how it all works, but I want someone who can guide me. And there, who crosses my path? But Michael Hoffman. <laughs> Life happens in, in weird ways sometimes. So, but I want to circle back a little bit before we actually started working together. Like, I think it was late in 2020 when you started running your, your Facebook ads for the first time. Yeah. What were your feelings towards Facebook ads? Because I can imagine a lot of times it is really overwhelming. And how did you get to that point actually to run an ad? I feel like a lot of people like see Facebook ads and they're like, oh my God, I can never do this. I was in a course that helped me set up my um, learning course and they sort of guided you around the outside. So they gave a few tutorials and they had a few suggestions. You had to do all the steps. And so it was a case of, you know, I've got to do this because you had to tick the box to move on. And so we were almost forced in a way to do it, which was why I ended up with that thing of, OK, I've got the ad running. I'm just going to leave it because I don't really know what I've got to do when I touch it. You know, what would I be looking for? To me, it was just lots of figures. And I think sometimes when you don't know what you're looking at, you can panic because figures change. And what I've learned now is that actually you've got to look at the trend and Yes, there are times when you need to switch things off and, and stop or adjust or duplicate all those words that you've taught me. But um, you kind of need to also have, um, you know, a little bit of steel behind you. You need to be rooted again, don't you? Because sometimes you've just got to sit it out for a few days and be brave, but not spend all, what you taught me is not spend all day looking at it. Look at it in the morning, make a decision based on the figures, move on. Yeah, that's one of the one of the big things that, that we talked about is like kind of removing the emotion from the whole Facebook ads process. And I feel like that is the one thing that keeps so many people away or like makes them drop it like a hot potato is when they see one or two days in a row when the numbers are not good and you constantly feel this emotion. Oh, my God, I'm losing money. I'm losing money. Uh, while in the big picture, you're actually still fine. It's still everything's everything's OK. So um, was completely outsourcing it ever an option for you like that early in the process where you say, OK, I have that Facebook ad set up, but I don't want to deal with it at all anymore. I'm just going to hire someone. No, really, for two reasons. One, I didn't have the budget at that point. Well, that wasn't my where I wanted to put the budget 
that I had because, you know, when we've got a baby business and we're expanding it and really taking it online, it was a new business and still is. Um, and the other thing is, because I'm a bit of a control freak, remember, freedom to me is, is yet yeah, controlling my own destiny, is I wanted to know enough about it. I don't want to be an expert, but I want to have an idea so that when I am ready to outsource, I've got an idea of what I need and, and I'm able to ask intelligent questions. That's the goal. That is exactly the goal that I had when we started working together. For everyone listening who hasn't met Sarah yet, who does, doesn't follow me on Instagram or Facebook where I posted our interview, Sarah and I actually worked together in my paid ads launchpad coaching program in the, in the beta course that I released in, when was it? In February, March, I think it was. It was earlier this year. Yeah, sort of March time, I think. And yeah, ever since we're, we're working together and Sarah had amazing success with Facebook ads, like to a point where I was like, this is not possible. Because one big thing that we always talk about is you need to know what you're striving for. You need to know your goals. And I know if you listen to this podcast now, like Sarah is someone who sets goals, who visualizes those goals and then goes for them. And the same thing happened with your launches that you had this year. Like, why don't you tell us a little bit about those two launches and how like you set your goals and actually almost hit them like point on. Literally, wasn't it? Well, I think we had this conversation and I said to you, I need 240 leads. And you went, okay. <laughs> um, we, we used your calculator, didn't we? And we put it in there and we looked at my budget. So I think there's always that thing is it's got to be real. You know, you can visualize it, but you've got to put the, the action and the work in behind. And I can remember on the day, so I was doing a, th a free challenge, which was over three days. And on the day that I went live, I was adding people into the Facebook group. And when I added number 241, I just looked up and went, I can start now because the goal was reached, wasn't it? It was just like, I can remember, it was such a big smile. So I said my thank you, thank you, thank you, because, you know, when we've visualized something, made it happen, we must be grateful because that keeps the energy flow. But yeah, I had 241 leads. So I was one over really, wasn't I? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you did too good. But then that was not the only launch where that happened, right? No, Vince, we did another, didn't we? Or I did another. So it was like, hey, Michael, I want to double that. And uh, we did. We looked at the numbers, we set the goal, and I think we pretty much reached that goal as well, right? It was like 480. We pretty much did. Yeah, 480. Yeah. And I think I had 485. Because again, you were like, you know, I can't promise we'll do this. You know, we followed everything. But at the end of the day, you can't promise. But we had that ads calculator in the background, which gave me confidence. And, you know, I took a deep breath when I said what my budget was. But because we'd worked out and we were following that process, I was a lot more comfortable. And I think that is that is a big piece also why you are successful is because you are comfortable right now running the ads. And we kind of removed all the what ifs, right? Like we have a we have a foundation now, what we base our decision on. And I feel like a lot of times that is what's missing when we jump into Facebook ads or, or any other project that involves any sort of budget that we have to invest is that we don't have any foundation for it. And yeah. then, then it is a very, you're basically jumping into a black hole. You don't know what to expect. 
Yeah, I think, but you have to be brave to take that first step. And I think your support gave me the the confidence to take that first step. And then when we'd got the stats, we then got something um, to work on. And you kind of think, well, okay, I set that goal. I knew what I was going to get. So I've, I've increased the budget because, you know, you're not going to increase your leads without increasing your budget. But I did feel comfortable to do that. And then we had the right number of leads. And I think we hit the goals all the way across the board. I can't, off the top of my head, I can't remember what the opt-in rate we were going for, but I think we were about 1% away. You know, it was this, a tiny, tiny bit off, you know, 49 point something instead of 50. I, you know, it was that close. Yeah, it was it was really mind blowing how accurate like all of our predictions and estimations were like, I know that that this stuff works, but I didn't know it worked that well. So just looking at the big picture now, like, how did your business change over the past, let's say eight months, like throughout those two launches, like how did one, your confidence into yourself, basically running Facebook ads, like change the course of your business? Well, I think it gave me people. That was the first thing, because unless I was going to address that, there wasn't really a way that I was going to be able to achieve my bigger goals, which is reaching more people. So so my goal is to have an army of energy practitioners helping a huge number of people improve their mindfulness and their, their sort of mindset and emotional feelings, making them feel better. And let's face it, the world needs that right now. But in order to do that, I'd got to be brave and, and do my, you know, do the Facebook ads, step out of my comfort zone to help others step out of theirs. And I'm about to do it again, aren't I? <laughs> so we're going to do another launch. And yeah, we'll talk figures on those. And we just have to go for it. And I think when I look, you know, I've got, I looked before the call, I've got 19 people going through my course that I wouldn't have connected with if we hadn't done those ads, because I didn't know them before. They weren't in my world. You said something really cool. You want to build an army of energy practitioners. And you just mentioned that you're doing another launch very soon again, uh, for your for your practitioner course. Why don't you tell us a little bit more about it? Because I feel like a lot of the listeners who listen to the first part of this of this interview, might be interested now in becoming an energy healer. So where can they learn more and what is this challenge actually about? Okay, so this is, I call it the CAM challenge and it's C-A-M and C is for clarity, A is for alignment and M is for manifestation. And so I would say actually that anyone in the health and wellness space, whether or not they want to become an energy practitioner would benefit from the challenge. You know, you don't have to work with me at the end of it. Because actually, if we all help one another, we all rise anyway, don't we? And the clarity is about getting clear. And this will uh, could be for Facebook ads, really, couldn't it? But getting clear on who you want to work with and how that looks for you. Because I find that people that are energy sensitive and very intuitive are sometimes so much in that space that they I'm peeling them back into that male energy again, you know, that, um, okay, let's look at it from a business point of view. What does being an energy practitioner look like to you? So we're getting very practical there on the clarity. And I know now for, for Facebook ads, I needed to be clear who I wanted to work with, because when I'm writing the ad copy, 
I need to be speaking to the people that I want to connect with and almost repelling those that I don't want to work with. So that it's exactly like you said, you know, I didn't want 480 leads coming in if half of those weren't really the right people. So it is really, really key, as you're always reminding me on that copy. And then alignment is making sure that actually our, so we're being mindful of our emotions and our energy again, but it's making sure that our actions are aligning with what we're trying to create. So it's a bit like me saying to you, well, actually, Michael, I'd like to treble the amount of leads I've got, but I don't want to spend as much money. That's not in alignment because it's unlikely to happen. And then the manifesting is once we've become clear and we know what we need to do is actually put a little step by step in process. So if someone is, say, uh, very sensitive to energy, they've decided they want to work as a practitioner part of their process might then be to do a course so that they're professionally recognized. It might be a lot of people that come to the challenge are people who've done lots of courses, but aren't confident enough to go the next step. So again, they've got a different journey. And some of the people that I'm working with are already practitioners, but they just didn't have that support. So much in the same way as you support, but you don't run things for me. I support them, but I don't run their practice, if that makes sense. Totally. So so where can people find out more about this challenge? And then also, when does it happen? When does it happen? Okay, so it's booked for September the 13th. So that's Monday the 13th. It starts in September. It will be four days this time because we're going to do the three-day challenge. And then on the fourth day, interview some of the people that I've worked with from different backgrounds because I think that's always cool isn't it to listen to other people's stories not always your own all the time and that will be on my Facebook page positive happy me likewise there will be possibly I can give you a link with the um, rooted crown meditation and if people are interested they can register have a look and see if it's something that might help them become clear um, and on their journey really Awesome. Yeah, of course, I will, as always, link everything in the show notes below the link to the challenge and also where you can actually reach out to Sarah if you want to connect with her and maybe even book a call with her. We put that all in the show notes below as usual. Sarah, thank you so much for hopping on the podcast today with me. It was really like enlightening almost um, talking about the, the whole energy healing journey and, and what is actually possible for us normal people. And how we can implement that. And then again, your Facebook ads journey, marketing journey in the last 12 months is fascinating, mind blowing. And I'm looking forward to keep working with you. Hey, that's great. Thank you, Michael. And I would say our journey is not over yet, is it? So maybe we'll come back in 12 months and we'll, we'll build on our story. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Let's, the, the podcast will be definitely around uh, in 12 months again. So we might have an update then. All right, Sarah, thanks so much for being on the podcast. And guys, uh, thanks so much for tuning in again. And I see you guys in the next episode. Cool. Thank you.